You're listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, a conversation between two great friends with over 70 years of ministry between them. Ministering on opposite sides of the border, Dr. Al Stone is the General Director of Bearing Precious Seed Canada and Pastor Emeritus of the Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, while Pastor Dan Wolven pastors the North Columbus Baptist Church in Columbus, Ohio. Listen now as Al and Dan review and relate their experiences in hopes of helping others who are taking an interest in ministry. Now, here is Tim Talks. Welcome to Tim Talks. That was a nice loud slurp. Your grandkids are going to love it. Yeah, that's slurpism. Slurpism? Yeah. Do they do they still call me um, Slurpy McNasty? No, they're they're older now, so it, it would oh, hit the younger okay. ones now, but Cadence yes, sort yes. of runs the show, and so, uh, oh, you know, yeah. I know you'd find yeah. it hard to believe, but. I know, I know, but she does <laughs> run a pretty good pretty good ship i gotta say she does a great Man, job rounding here's, them all up. here's a uh, shock wave mm-hmm. after june after yeah. june and promotion sunday mm-hmm. yes in one year my granddaughter is going to be in the youth department oh boy <laughs> oh boy <laughs> you better get out because there will be some favoritism for sure in the youth department <laughs> at north columbus baptist church i don't I'll think tell so you that yeah, I don't think uh, so. I don't know. She'd be very hard not to favor. She's a she's a well, I'll favor her outside, but I've gotten used yeah. to that of trying to see her be the same. The problem is, my problem is, I sort of didn't give a sh- fair shake to my sons because I was yes. trying to make sure I didn't yeah. favor them, and so right. you know, four years Steve was uh, on the varsity team in uh, soccer and i always asked the assistant coach i'd always ask doug hoffman okay am i seeing this right you know because steve was he was mr accurate he was like 20 26 for 27 in penalty kicks in four years i mean he just wow. never missed he he was he was so accurate and so powerful of a shot and so i was always i'd always ask doug okay do i do i have this right he goes, yeah, yeah. So I had no problem making the call that he was the shooter. But I right. always checked with Doug Hoffman, hey, am I seeing this right? Because I didn't want favoritism to lead the way. Yeah, Doug told me that he often did that because he feared losing his job. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> since, you, since you overranked him, <laughs> you outranked him. He was afraid of losing his job. He said that kid couldn't kick a ball for his life. <laughs> tripped over it every time. That's right. Bashed out his front teeth and broke his nose. And... That's right. Oh man, yeah. Um, it's you know, it, and I see with even my grandkids. And by the way, as as we uh, record this, we're just a few weeks away from me having grandbaby number four. Awesome. So. Yeah, end of June sometime. End of June is when the babies do. So Allison was having some Braxton Hicks, oh, some uh, pre-labor things going on the other day. So we're getting close. So we'll see what happens. But, uh, yeah, it's hard. It's hard, you know, even within your family sometimes not to have favoritism. So I have two great grandsons. They're awesome. They're cute. But that little Isla, she was staying with Nana this week. And uh, Mummy and Harrison went away. And so she had Isla. And I got like four or five phone calls 
Isla calling me. Hi, Poppy. <laughs> Just wanted to say hi to you. That never happens. It never, ever happens. And I said, man, this is great. Yes. So she's my favorite. She's my favorite now. Hey, let so me ask I, you. I make no bones. So I understand about Braxton Hicks, and so we're not going to go into that very much. But okay. right, yep. what would a stonewoven syndrome be? A stonewoven what? Syndrome. Oh, syndrome? Yeah, the medical, uh, what would that medical <laughs> definition be of, oh, oh yeah, that that guy over there, he's got, he's got stone woven. <laughs> is, is it like you can't stop laughing or I, I don't know what that no. would be. We'll have to figure that out. I can't say it and be politically correct. <laughs> <laughs> Does it deal with flatulence or? (laughs) No, 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 not at all. Not at all. Oh, my. No, um, I don't know. That'd be an interesting combination. That can be a listener (laughs) poll. (laughs) We get enough hate mail. We don't need any more. Oh my! Well, yeah, at least I'm I know Skelly and Paul. You're going to submit theirs. <laughs> oh yeah, They're, they already have. They already have. Oh my! Jealousy is an ugly, ugly thing, and I think they're trying to they're trying to draw in Dave Young as well. <laughs> All three of them together oh, don't man. even equal one of our podcasts. That's that's the sad news. So yeah. oh man, they're great guys. Love those guys. Um, love making uh, fun of our friends. So if we're not making fun of you, we probably don't like you. So send us your <laughs> well, name and we'll make fun of you too. You know, they say <laughs> we'll you it. only tease the ones you love. It's not true, but that's oh. what they say. <laughs> that's what they say. <laughs> I only tease the ones that make mistakes. You make a mistake. <laughs> that, now that is true. Oh, That, that is, is true. That's, the stone woven syndrome. That's, the, that's that Mocking is, people. That is. It's an automatic mockery. Yeah. Whenever you see somebody for, do an epic <laughs> fail, <laughs> and and you go into this syndrome for about fifteen minutes straight, <laughs> yeah, that's right. And when you come out, it's nasty. It's also known as the bald eagle. <laughs> you find the weak and struggling, and you pounce. <laughs> you you can't step out of that stone woven syndrome. You just no once you're the in. doctors know it has to run its course. There's there's nothing to stop it. There's no medication, nothing you can do. You can't even shock no. yourself back into rhythm. It just, stonewoven syndrome just has to run its course. <laughs> well, they have come out with a serum. It's called the Clayton Serum. You get around those guys and all the fun is over. <laughs> <laughs> all frivolity comes to a screeching halt. <laughs> Oh, man. Wow. Well, it's Wednesday, and it's time to move on. So we're actually going to do do a podcast now? Well, it seems after Monday, it almost seems like we're not. (laughs) Man, that that was a long one. I looked at the clock, 27 minutes of uh, frivolity. Of of sheer entertainment delight. Oh, no. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, no, you've... You just stepped into the stone wolves and stone wolves and room. 
Oh, my. Nepotism. Let's talk about favoritism. Nepotism. Favoritism. 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 All of them. Nepotism. Yeah. It's schism yeah. week. You, it's schism. Do you, what, do you, what do you want to do? You want to do favoritism? You, get, you said you had some more favorites on uh, Monday. You got, well, yeah. You, you know, did you ever have to experience it? Favoritism? Yeah. Like um, being on the outside of it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Every time they picked up teams for hockey, I always got chose last. <laughs> hey, I said, come on, guys. Hey, I'm those two grades girls older were pretty good. <laughs> they were good. <laughs> Jealousy. It's ugly. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've experienced oh, it. Sure. I've seen it. Um, when I was in college, there were some guys that could get away with things that nobody else could get away yes. with. And there you know, were girls that were chosen for positions because they were girls and they were pretty and they won out. Um, you know, things like that. Still uh, mad about the hockey team. My whole life as a child, team. favoritism. Yeah, <laughs> very hockey. Very, very upset about hockey. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I've experienced that. You, have you experienced oh, that? Oh, yeah. Yes. I think we all do. Yeah, all and do. Uh, it was it was pretty strong at the col- Bible college that I went to. And, and that's disappointing right. because at a Bible college, you don't think that it's going to be as right, bad as right. it is. But really, whenever it comes down to you put a whole bunch of Christians together in some kind of community environment, man, you, you're going to see it, you know, uh, because we're all sinners. And unless we're really working hard and asking the Spirit of God and relying upon Him to work within us, we're going to continue to be rotten sinners. And so the, our prayer is that we need to be less of a sinner. You know, we'll never be a non-sinner until we get to heaven with a new body. But, uh, mm-hmm. of course, Romans teaches us, you know, Romans 6, that everybody's familiar with, that when we're trying to do good, sin is dragging us away. But Romans 7 isn't taught about very much, that whenever, even when we do good, sin is present with us. So we, we think mm. we've arrived, boom, there we are, we're sinners, you know, and we don't right. even realize it, you know, that, that it's so within us. So, yeah, it's very disappointing, you know, whenever they would pick people for different, uh, not awards, but probably positions, and uh, mm-hmm. here we've got this volunteer spot to fill. And many times it was somebody that they knew, maybe somebody who had a little bit of influence in the home church and not, not uh, you know, thus the college. And, and so it's like they got picked first or got mm-hmm. to have a better position in, in something. And so... Yeah, you, you just have to deal with it. You know, we talked about it Monday from the side of we better watch it, we better be careful. And, you know, this this is sort of why it's good from my perspective to go through it is because it bothered me so much that I remember it and I try to be alert for it. Mm, right. I, I think that we would be wise as parents, as pastors— to prepare, you know, our kids and people for the reality of that. And I told yeah. my kids when they went to college, this is going to happen. You're going to see it. Don't get upset. Mm-hmm. It just, it's just the way it is. And it, it may not be right sometimes, but work to try to defeat that if you can. And 
don't don't let that ruin you. And they went to college and they got upset. And you know, there's some things that happened, and you know, they still carry some bitterness for that. And I said, you just you got to learn to let that go. Because you might not be the favorite in this situation, but you'll probably be the favorite in another situation. And when you're the guy, like you said on Monday, when you're the guy that's chosen, oh, it's awesome. You you think it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're not, it's it's a hard pill. And you have to understand that that's going to go both ways. And when you're in leadership, I think you really need to watch and be careful that you don't get involved in that, if at all possible, and, and try to overcome that. Yeah, that's what probably about, one of about, the things that... Uh, you know, if I had any influence in a college, I'd probably try to stress that with uh, teachers and staff just so very much, not only by example, but reminding it again, because there are there are people that get disappointed, sometimes discouraged. And of course, we're all responsible for ourselves before the Lord. And uh, but, you know, if you look back, you know, some of those things Difficult times are good times because sometimes it made us run to the Lord or maybe it maybe it caused us to because it hurt and wounded so much in what we viewed as being unfair. Uh, so maybe it maybe it was good. It'll do good to keep us more fair or, or more alert, aware of being fair. Right. Let's talk about nepotism. Yeah, just about when, the same thing. Yeah, but definitely a stronger tie with family. Um, you know, wanting to advance your own family. And I've seen disastrous things happen when a pastor so desires for his son to be the next pastor that he overlooks some of the missing qualities and characteristics in that guy's life just because he wants that family line to you know to carry on i've seen that happen and that can be disastrous. i have too and it's it's a shame that we would even think of the office of a pastor as something that would be like a monarchical kind of a situation that the firstborn right. or any of the born deserves or has a right mm-hmm. to that that's not ours to give that's God's. No, no. That that pulpit right. is God's. If you want to look at it that way, that representing that position, it's it's the Lord's, and so that that has to be the underlying foundation of look. We want what God wants in every mm-hmm. area of the church. We can't handcraft it. We can't mold it because God knows the future, and we don't. And liking our family may cause us to have some kind of a situation down the road that they weren't prepared for for something that happened in the church, whereas mm-hmm. the Lord may have had somebody who could handle that much better. Right. It, it happens in business as well, and I've seen some businesses where the dad turned the business over to the son or sons or kids, daughters too, and those kids don't realize the amount of time and energy and money and sweat equity and tears that went into that business, they get into it and they start squandering that thing away and have ruined some businesses. And their dads do it because he loves their he loves his children. He wants for them to have a great life. 
Um, he feels he knows them. And I think the same thing happens in ministry sometimes that a man thinks, well, I know my son. I can trust my son. You know, we think enough alike that he's going to carry on what I've started. I understand why that would maybe be the decision of a, a pastor to want to see his son carry on. And I'll be honest, I've seen some father-son's transitions that have worked out very, very well, and I've been excellent. But I think there was a great balance there with the men in the church and the people of the church being honest and um, making the right choice because it was God-ordained and not just because it was, well, this is my son and he just fits the position and so we'll put him in. And not just the pastorate, but you know, Sunday school teachers, you know, school teachers in a school, the principal, you know, all those relationships can bring about that nepotism and it can be, it can be a hardship or it can be, it can be a great thing. Well, the emphasis has to be on that individual to make sure that they are doing what God wants. Let me give you a real brief example. I'm sure that Pastor Kevin Folger had heard it, maybe not from his own church, but from many people of, oh, trying to get his son to be the next pastor, but he had nothing to do with it. I mean, obviously, he had some to do with it because without his approval, it wouldn't have gone forward, you know, but the deacons had actually, you know, taken care of that and and sort of jump-started that. Mm -hmm. And and I got to tell you, uh, as a pastor... Uh, I didn't have a lot of uh, a lot of interaction with Pastor Pete um, until we were both on the governor's council, and I got to tell you some some of the things that he had said strongly, mm-hmm. not not uh, not rudely and not without propriety, but some of the things he said to the governor during the COVID time, you know, he mm-hmm. really showed that he had what was within him to pastor, you know, that, that right. I had not interacted with him on that level, you know, as, as another pastor much, because he was still fairly, fairly new at being the pastor. And I, and I was thinking, thank God, you know, I mean, that really sort of was the, um, to me, not that I had any, any choice about it, but it really was to me a confirmation of good job, way to go, you know, that he didn't, yeah. didn't allow that opportunity to pass by without without being very direct and very honest and mm-hmm. so sometimes we may think something is nepotism and I, and I bet you that's a you know because I know Pastor Folger and he's a lot like his dad was and oh, yes. I'm sure Absolutely. it sort of grained him a little bit knowing oh man I know what this is going to look like you know you're fully aware be, before it's yeah. you know going on but um, you know I, I'm sure it's 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 pleased the church, and I believe it's pleased the Lord. So sometimes, even in the face of what you think it may be, you gotta you gotta do what's right. Yeah, I thought it was really a nice gesture of Pastor Folger, Kevin Folger, to buy all the deacons a new car uh, before he left the pastorate and to take <laughs> when, care of them when they voted in a yeah, very special yeah. way. Yeah, it, right before the vote, it was amazing. They were all driving brand new cars and. Uh, <laughs> Not true, not true, <laughs> not true. I jest. Hey, our time is gone. I'm trying to keep it closer to the uh, 15, 20 minute mark, more than 20 minute mark, and uh, we're right there. So I'm going to cap it for today, and uh, we'll pick it up again on Friday. Ism week, and uh, I don't know what ism will do on uh, Friday. But oh, we're not done with this stuff, man. 
Well, that's true. We'll carry that through. But um, yeah, we Boring-ism. may have to get into the stonewolvenism. Re- redundantism. Whoa. Hold on. No, it's that's not a word. Those, it's redundancy. But. Well, well, I'm giving you that for trying. That's a you get effort, effort on that. That's not a full gong. That's just a little bit. So there you go. I'm Al Stone. I am traveling, representing the Canadian Gospel Project, as always. And we have crossed over the halfway mark of matching $186,000 U.S., $250,000 Canadian. We need your help to match that. Would you do that? Would you do something this week? For the Canadian Gospel Project, we are mailing into New Brunswick. Uh, we have a couple more mailings there, and we will have done that entire province. It's not very big, but it's important. And then we head to Quebec, a large province with a lot of people, uh, millions and millions of people that are going to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm done. You went 20 seconds over 20 minutes. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. <laughs> I saw you shaking your head at that. What is it? What? I thought you were going to tell me you hadn't pushed the record button. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> well, uh, we'll we'll take it out of tomorrow's. Go ahead, sign off. <laughs> this is protest. Are you in protest? Now? I'm not protesting. I'm just not allowed to talk after 20 minutes. So, <laughs> well, you already talked for 19. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, this is that's Dan Wolf. This is twenty minute ism signing off. <laughs> <laughs> this is Tim Talks. Have a great day. I'm not. I'm gonna go find somebody that that's my new favorite. Somebody else is gonna be doing this podcast Friday with me. And if you find someone boat. having the Stonewolven syndrome. Just leave him alone. It'll run its course. Let it run its course. We'll give him a shot. We'll give him a shot. Get out your phone and record it, but let him run its course. That's right. This is Tim Docks. Have a great day. eh? We'll be back with you on Friday. This is the Tim Docks. You've been listening to Tim Docks, taking interest in ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, You can visit us at TimTalks.com. That's T-I-I-M-Talks.com.